It might be a cold weekend, but at least it's a weekend. Let's start it off. What do you think? Oh, yeah. yeah, and we can't start it officially, though, until we ask the preacher. Ask the preacher. Brought to you by Believer's Fellowship Church. Located in North Lakeland. Ask the Preacher with your host, John Free. John's out today, but sitting in is Jonathan Alagato. Hey, everybody. Good to be with you this Friday afternoon. Hope your, your day went good. Hope your drive home's going well. You know, it's kind of chilly out there, and that thing came in just all of a sudden. I might have to cover up my plants again tonight. You know, I just want to say thank you guys for listening in to this radio show and, and being so faithful with your ears and your time. And uh, it, is an, it is an honor to be able to come to you and talk to the whole city. You know, in seeking the Lord on, on what to talk about today, I think he just kept it real simple, which I like because I can get simple. You know, I wasn't very good at math. I couldn't even pass algebra one. But when it's simple, I can get it, praise God. I'd like to talk to you today about the gospel. Nothing more, nothing less. And the truth of the gospel you say, well, brother, I know the gospel. It's, it's Jesus came and died for my sins so I could get to heaven. Well, amen to that. I'll amen that. But I think it's a, a lot deeper than that. And I'd like to go into that with you today. One of the main things that the gospel, you know, wants to do that has done in my life and continues to do as I learn from the Lord is he wants to transform your whole reason for being and the why behind your life. You know, the reason why you get up in the morning. He wants to change that. You know, one of the greatest changes the gospel makes is the change to our perspective. What are we living for? Why are we waking up? What's our reason for being here on the earth? You know, because if Jesus is the truth, then before Jesus, we must have been living a lie. I know I was. I was, I was living for me when I was created for him. That was, that's why I was so unhappy all the time. You know, I could got to get a better job, got to get more money, got to get all these other things to try to to try to make myself happy. And, you know, the truth of it is I, I was like a vacuum. The more I put in, the more I could take. It just it never satisfied me because I needed things to be happy. And I wasn't created to need things. I was created to be an expression of who God is. And, and that's what the gospel does. You know, when when Adam was in the garden, he was created to be an expression of God's love. He was created to be an outflow. You know, that's why God created Eve. He created Eve out of the fullness of who Adam was. He didn't create Eve because he was lonely or that, that, you know, he created Eve because Adam came from God and God cannot be stopped. God will not be undone. And Adam needed a place and a person to where he could pour out who he was on the inside, which was God. He was created in God's image. And one of the greatest things that the Bible says is that in the beginning, God created man in his image. You know, he could have just created man and then that's it, you know, made some dust and got some breath on it and oops, oh, cool. No, but he had a purpose when he created man. And that purpose was to fill the earth with God's image, to fill the earth with God's glory, with his love, with his whole person. You know, and when we realize that we're not here for ourselves, but we're here for his great namesake, I think that lifts a lot of weight off of us and it takes a lot of burden and bondage off of us. Because if I'm living for myself, then I'm always going to be unhappy. 
and I'm always going to be frustrated. I'm always going to be, you know, incomplete and insatiable. And I'll look to other people to make me happy or I'll look to situations to make me happy. And then what I do unconsciously, unknowingly, what I've done is I've told people and life that it's my God because I'm only as good as, as, as people treat me and I'm only as good as life is going for me. But that's a lie. You know, if God can change your perspective, then he has already begun to change your life. Because what he really wants to change is the way you think and to get you to live from a different place and to wake up in the morning with a different reason for being. And then life, when you wake up with the perspective of Jesus, when you wake up with that, life becomes the freedom that it was designed to be. Yes, I said life does not have to be a struggle. Life does not have to be pain, 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 pain. You know, most of the time, that's, that's why... We hit the snooze button because we want five more minutes. You know, life can be freedom. Life can be joy and passion and, and, and gratefulness and thanking God for waking up in the morning. It doesn't have to be a struggle all the time. I know I'm talking to somebody. I know somebody out there is hearing this. You know, your life, when, when God changes your perspective and life becomes freedom, your life will truly at that point become influential and impactful to those people around you. You know, when you truly allowed God to change what you see and how you see and why you live and that you're not living for other people anymore. You know, I'm not living for people to do me and be, do right by me. It's okay because God's already done me right. God's already shown me my value and my purpose. And when I'm there, then I can have healthy relationships. My relationships don't come from a needs base. They come from, I want to love this person because God lives in me and his spirit's in me. And he put me in this earth to love people just like he loved me. You know, a lot of us wake up and we, and we try to get through the day and we try to make it. And the next thing we know, life has become a struggle, right? And our mindset becomes so self-focused and self-preserving, self-centered that we're tricked into incorporating God into our life in hopes of a better one and instead of living the brand new one that he gave us. You know, he's, he's, not, a, he's not a genie in a bottle. He's not an ATM machine or a slot machine. He's our father. You know, if I'm, if I'm approaching God to meet my needs, which is not I'm, not, I'm not discounting that. God is the meter of all needs. But I'm saying there's something more than that. If, if, I'm just, if, I, if I'm just in this for, for my needs and self-preservation, then I've missed the whole thing. Really, I've, I've missed the whole thing because the truth of it is that he wanted to conform me to the image. That's Romans 8, 29. It says, Whom he foreknew, he also predestined to be the conformed to the image of his Son. And if we go all the way back to Genesis, where he's talking to himself, he says, Let us create man in what? In our image. See, Jesus came just to restore. Let us create man in our image. And Paul writes in Romans in the New Testament, he says, whom he foreknew he also predestined to be conformed to that image. Jesus just came to fulfill what Adam failed. He came to correct what was corrupted. You know, and to give us a mindset that's not self-preserving. Remember, Jesus said in Matthew, Matthew, uh, I think it's Matthew 7, he said, if any man choose to follow me, 
let him deny himself, pick up his cross, and follow me. He didn't say pray to me, sing to me, none of that. The one thing Jesus told everybody after they chose him, he says, okay, now you're on my team, now follow me. Live like I live, think like I think, talk like I talk, treat people like I treat people. And that, and I'm telling you, friends, if we're living anything below that, if we're living anything outside of that, then we're not living our purpose. You can actually see your need for a Savior and that, that you need Jesus and qualify for salvation, get born again, and fail to become love, fail to die to yourself or to pursue the way of thinking that he paid for you to have. You can get born again and still have the same mindset. You know, I know, I know people been born again decades, decades, and they still, they're born again, praise God. They're forgiven of their sins, but their mindset is still the same as the day they got born again. They're still living in self-preservation mode. They're still offended all the time. They're still worried about what people think about them. And about circumstance, circumstance, a bad circumstance comes and they're just like blown away. If they have a bad day, then somehow they become that bad day. They internalize their situation. Well, praise God, we're already there. Can you believe that? I mean, we are traveling through time already. We're going to take a break, folks. I want to invite you, if you have questions or comments, feel free to call in 682-1430. We'll be right back. But now, let's get back to more of Ask the Preacher, your weekly chance to have Bible questions answered. It's brought to you by Believer's Fellowship. Jonathan Freed's out, but sitting in is Jonathan Alagato. Hey, guys. Welcome back. Praise God. You know, we're, today we're talking about the gospel. Is there any greater news in the world is that it's good tidings of great joy. You know, it doesn't promise that life will go peachy keen and, and flowery beds of ease all the time, but it does promise a changed heart and a changed perspective on why you're here. You know, as a young man, I, I searched for, for purpose and I searched for identity, and I didn't even realize it at the moment, but as I've, as I've, I've gotten born again and the Lord has gracefully you know, shown me some things, I realized that the whole time I was chasing, you know, I was chasing purpose and identity, and I would hurt people, I would step on people, I would do things that was that was below what I was paid for, you know, and and I didn't know that I was lost. But praise God, I've been found. You know, we can we, before we left the break, we were talking about our perspective and our mindset as Christians. You know, one of the biggest things I've seen um, and one of the biggest things I've learned is we as Christians, we somehow believe that we have more rights now that we've become Christians than we did before. But we, we sometimes I think we, we forget that we gave away all of our rights. Remember, Jesus said, if you're going to follow me, you're going to deny yourself. You're going to lose your life. For my sake. Revelation 12, 11, They didn't overcome by the blood of the Lamb and the word of their testimony. Amen. No. The key thing is they loved not their life to the death. They were willing to go 
in the face of, of offense and people hurting them, people doing wrong to them, and they didn't allow it to change who they were on the inside. They didn't allow it to become more important than, when, than what was most important, and that's God and His call to love people. You know, because it's the love of God that changes people. It's not the judgment of God. It's not the, it's not the strong rebuke of God that draws men to repentance. It's the love of God. Never once have you seen the judgment of God change somebody. It's always the goodness. It's the goodness of God. You know, we can actually see our need for a Savior, qualify for salvation, and fail to become love. But Jesus modeled a life that we were created for, and He revealed the Father to us and showed us what life looks like when we're seeking first the kingdom. You know, if we seek first our well-being, then we're only as good as things are going. Or if you need people to treat you good in order for you to be okay, then you're only as good as they're treating you. Man, that's a mouthful. That is a mouthful. If you, if you seek first your well-being, then you're only as good as things are going. Or if you need people to treat you okay in order for you to be okay, then you're only as good as people are treating you. And all of a sudden, we're letting people and situations control us, but we call Him Lord. Hmm. Doesn't sound, doesn't sound correct. Doesn't line up. But when, when our strength depends on the weaknesses of people, then we're only as strong as their weaknesses. If me being okay is determined by how people treat me, then my being okay is determined by how flawed they are. And we know everybody's flawed. But if I put my trust and I put my acceptance and my value and my purpose and my reason for being if I find that in the book and I see that this is my Father's heart for me, then nobody can take away my joy. Nobody can take away my sense of purpose and my identity. I cannot be shaken because God is not moved and He's seated in my heart and He's Lord of my life. I'm not Lord of my life. Nobody is Lord of my life but Him. And if he loves me, then who cares what they say about me? He's singing over me. You know? If we let people treat us wrong, and then we're hurt by it, and we take offense to it, then, then what are we really saying? What we're saying is, their Lord, their actions have determined who I am. Why not pray for that person? Because obviously they, they don't see they don't see the value in themselves. Otherwise, they wouldn't treat you like that. Because when you see the value in yourself, when you see God's heart in Jesus on the cross, crucified for mankind, and you see, you can see yourself clearly, now you have the best view of everybody else. And that's a healthy place. That's a place where your relationships aren't, don't have strings attached. And you can just be honest, and you can be true, and you can be real and transparent. And there's no freer place than being free from yourself. Because if we allow people to be our Lord, then He's not even the ones running our life. And then we're reduced to praying for help instead of responding 
and shining in the truth in the face of circumstance. You know, Jesus died because he knows the truth about us. Jesus died because he knows the truth about us. And the truth is that he didn't die because we're sinners. You know, he died. Yeah, he had to die. Blood had to be shed for the remission of sin. But he didn't die because you were a sinner. He didn't die because I was a sinner. Nobody pays more for something than it's worth. God's no dummy. I'm not going to pay $20,000 for a $10,000 car. But God shed his very blood and gave his very life. So that means he must see value in each and every one of us. And that value is what he could be when we would die to ourselves so that he could come to life within us and he could restore our purpose and he could seat us back before the tree. You know, you got to look back before the tree, before the fall of man. That's what Jesus died for. That's what he came to restore. He didn't come to, to get us to heaven one day. No, he came to get heaven into us today. Jesus died because he knows the truth about us. He never lost sight of our created value and what we were designed to be. For when we would truly die to ourselves and let him live through us. We were created to reveal the Father to the world and to be the visible image of the invisible God. You know, he didn't die because we were sinners. He didn't. He died to restore a truth that got covered with a lie when self was added to the picture. Right? Self is the, is the, is the worst thing in the world. A life lived for self is a, is a life that's always unsatisfied, always anxious, always stressed, always worried. But see, when you lose your life, you're free from yourself. And you live for others. You live to be the expression of who God is now. That's what Jesus came to do was just to be an expression of God. He came to show us who God was. And they didn't like that very much. I'm not saying that everybody's going to like you. And you know, honestly, what does it matter, right? Like this break. I don't like this break. But that's okay because I'm going to be back. Join us. 682-1430. Feel free to call in, my friends. Don't sit there idle. Talk to me. We'll be right back. Ask the Preacher continues now on Talk Radio 96.7. It's brought to you by Believers Fellowship Church in North Lakeland. John Freed is your regular host. Sitting in for him today is Jonathan Alagato. Hey, everybody. Welcome back. Praise God. You know, the gospel is what we're talking about today. You know, people are not our problem. There's a, there's a song I like by a, a young man. It says, if you don't like me, that's your problem. If I let it bother me, that's my problem. You know, how many people do we see on the daily whose whole day is ruined by offense? That somebody said something or somebody didn't do their job right or somebody made a poor decision and their whole day is wrecked. Because somebody else. You know, I'm, I'm tired of living there, guys. I'm done with that. I'm, I am free from myself. And I hope that you can see this. Because it's, it, God is no respecter of person. The same thing. Remember, he said, whosoever. That means everybody is invited. Everybody's invited to, take, to partake in this freedom. 
of what Jesus brings. He brings freedom from yourself. If any man choose to follow me, let him deny himself. For if you choose to save your life, you'll lose it. But if you lose your life, for my sake, you'll find it. You know, we talked about Jesus didn't die because we were sinners. He died to restore the truth that got covered with a lie when when sin, when self, got added to the picture. You know, he didn't just make man. We talked about this earlier. He didn't just make man. He made man in his image. And he empowered man to carry the very presence, the very fullness of God. The plan was that he would multiply himself and cover the earth through men with himself, with his image. Adam was, I mean, he was God's son. He was complete. He was love, the fullness of it. He was pure, untainted, unstrings attached love. You know, that, that's why God made woman out of Adam. God didn't pick up another lump of clay. Adam was complete. Adam was the fullness of God. That's why he was able to take a rib out and make something from him because he was already complete. He didn't pick up more dirt. He took from the fullness that was already in Adam. You know, but sin, enter, sin enters the picture and the whole picture gets twisted. So now, instead of being the expression of love, man is reduced to self. Now man is God to himself. And instead of being love, he needs love. Every single one of us were born into that lie. Not one of us had a clue who we were when we were born. We were trying to figure that out along the way, right? But the whole pursuit that we were living before that was hinged on a lie. It was all a lie. We were trying to get better, get more, be liked, be kind. No, that lie is me first. That was the lie to save my life, me first. But praise God, the truth is that me, that I don't exist anymore because I've been crucified with Christ. But nevertheless, I live. But the life that I live now, I live by faith in the Son of God who loved me and gave himself for me. You know, friends, I think as Christians, we should want to to see what Jesus sees. We want to think like Jesus thinks. You know, forget all this, all this stuff. The greatest problem in the world is that men wake up, men and women, all over the world, they wake up and they live for themselves when they were created for other people. You're not, you're not on the planet today to make me okay. You know, you weren't created to make me have a good day. You know, you were created so that I could be the manifestation of what's going on in my heart. Jesus has changed my heart. He's changed my outlook on why I live. So now, people are just a landing place for God's love to me. How can I bless? How can I help this person despite what they've done to me, despite what wrong they've said about me? Because God's already told me who I am and he's shown me what he's done in me. So I want to express I want to be the extension of my father to a lost world who needs to see what I see. They need to see what I see. Because then when they truly see the goodness of God, they'll be changed. The gospel, you know, we've, we've changed this thing into something that serves us. 
benefits us, blesses us, and provides for us instead of transforming us. Now, don't separate my heart from my words. I'm not saying that benefits and blessings are wrong. Not at all. Thank God for his benefits and his blessings. Amen a thousand times. But if that's our motivation, if that's the goal, then we'll be tossed and turned. We'll be, we'll be like a raging sea. We'll never have any consistency because we'll, we'll only measure God's goodness by how good our day is. We'll only measure God's goodness by how people are treating me. Right? A lot of people are discouraged. There's a lot of discouraged people in the church. You look around you, there's a lot of discouraged people in the church that actually believe that he's the Lord. We've made the gospel all about what he can do for us instead of transforming us and to make us what we were originally created to be, and that's love. You know, he didn't hang on the cross and paid the huge price that he paid so that he could give us blessings or that one day we could get to heaven. No, he paid that huge price so that he could change men and restore the image back to what it originally was, right? But the large majority of us have been tricked into becoming a Christian for our own well-being. Well, Eric's telling me we've got a caller. Janet, okay, Miss Janet, how are you doing today? Well, I'm doing fine. Thank you for your almost song on New Year's. Oh, you're very welcome. <laughs> I didn't want to break your eardrum, so I cut it off short. Well, yes, I don't know if Pastor John's told you the whole story about uh, about uh, Jonathan and his singing. Get him to tell you if he hasn't. But I was calling you. I sent him a, a quote, and he kind of liked it, so I thought it and it fits him with what you're talking about. And um, it, uh, uh, what you... What you think of me is none of my business. Yeah. And I like that. Yeah. And the other one is, I have denied others the right to be themselves because of their fear of my anger and reactions. That's right. Yeah. That's right. Yeah, and what, so I, I, what I do is I, uh, I put a burden on them, right? I put a weight on them. They have to treat me a certain way or I'm not going to be okay. That's bondage to them. Yeah, yeah. So. Yeah, exactly. Well, that's what I wanted to tell you. I'm enjoying the program. All right, Ms. Janet. Thank you so much for calling in, and I okay, hope you have get a wonderful... Okay, tell you, getting to tell you about my email about Jonathan and his singing it has to do with the man on the platform and you. Okay, I'll ask <laughs> okay. him for sure. Okay. Thank you, ma'am. Have a Thanks. good one. You too. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. That's funny. Yeah, what you think of me is none of my business. Because if, if, you know, I want you to think good of me. I, I want you to be pleased with me. Amen. I don't want to be known as a scoundrel or as somebody who didn't care. But what if I take that so personally that my whole motivation is, is pleasing men? Or what if I put so big of a burden on men that they have to please me? Either way, it sounds like bondage to me. But he's the Lord, right? You know, the large majority of us have been tricked into becoming a Christian for our own well-being. And we wake up every day and use our faith, air quotes, to get by. 
using faith, you know, to survive. Faith is a perspective. And of course, it, it's a tool at sometimes to move mountains. But, but more than a, a, a pull lever for God's blessings, faith is a perspective. Faith is what I see every day. Faith is what I think and where my heart is centered. And is God on my heart or are other people and, and their offensive things or what they're doing to me? You know, the gospel is not a survival kit. It's the answer of a brand new life. I don't need a better life. I got a brand new one. You know, the truth is, friends, that we cannot be better Christian. We cannot be Christians unless we deny ourselves. We have to die what we've always been so that he can come alive and transform us into what we were created to be. Again, we were created to be love. We were created to be an expression. We were created to be an outflow of who God is and to show the goodness of Father. Sin enters in, self enters in, and we become a vacuum. We're in need of love now. That's the beauty of the gospel. The gospel is not a way to sin and get away from it. The gospel is freedom from sin. It's freedom from myself. It's freedom from those conditions. I wish I had freedom from these breaks, but I don't. I'm in bondage to these breaks. So you know what, guys? We're going to take another break. The number again is 682-1430. You're listening to Ask the Preacher. Come on back. And just like that, we are back with the next segment of Ask the Preacher, brought to you by Believers Fellowship Church. Here's Jonathan Alagado. Hey, everybody, welcome back for the final segment of today's show. You know, I really hope that, that those out there listening have, have taken to heart um, the things that have been said today. You know, my greatest desire is that men and women all over the earth would see themselves as God sees themselves. You know, for a long time, as, as a boy, as a young man, I didn't see myself for who I was. I didn't see myself with value or, or purpose and stuff like that. But but when I found, you know, I had always heard about Jesus. I heard that he died for my sins and all this stuff. And, and subconsciously, I had I had this this idea of the gospel that was that was sin conscious. It was, you know, oops, I spilled the milk and now God has to clean up the mess. Wonder why he even loves me. But that's not, that's so far from the truth. So far from the truth, because it's just, it's simple. I think it's sometimes it's so simple that we miss it. God so loved the world, so loved the world, that he gave his only begotten son, that whosoever should believe in him should not perish, but have everlasting life. Verse, verse 17, John three seventeen says, that he did not send Jesus into the world to condemn the world, but he came that through him they might be saved. You know, Jesus didn't come to give the world what it deserves. How many of us grew up with hearing that? You know, we grew up with this eye for an eye mentality. I know I did. If you did me wrong, I was, I was holding a grudge and I was waiting for the next chance that I could pay you back. But I'm telling you today, friends, that's bondage. Break free from the bondage of other people. 
and come into the freedom of loving other people and showing mercy, showing grace. I'm telling you, the happiness and the joy that comes from allowing God to love you and to truly be the Lord of your life, to be the Lord of the way you think, to be the Lord of the way you see life, to be the Lord of the way you see people. It's freedom. Who cares? Remember Paul said, would you not rather just allow yourself to be defrauded? I mean, think about it. Think about if Jesus was down here and he lived with the mindset that we had. You know, I can imagine him at the the supper table with the boys. And he's like sitting around looking. And he's like, Judas, are you serious? <laughs> You're really going to betray me? John, get away from me. Peter, you're going to deny me. I thought you were my best friend. You were my top guy. And you're going to deny me? I can't even do this anymore. My gosh. No, that sounds, that sounds ridiculous, right? But we say that he's our Lord and he lives inside of us. So why don't we, why don't we do what he did? Why don't we live what he modeled and love people the way he loved people? Quit being offended. Quit, quit being condemned by messing up or, or, or maybe you missed it today. That's okay. Just get back up. Keep going. Maybe, maybe you didn't get the green light today and maybe you had to work with that person that you don't really like because they don't do their job the best. That's all right. They get a chance to be next to you. And if your perspective's right, you'll tell them what they're worth and you'll try to show them what you've seen, Right? You're not inconvenienced. You can't inconvenience a Christian. Why? Because I'm dead. I'm not alive. You can't inconvenience a dead man. Life is an opportunity every day to show people what God has done in you and to invite them to partake of it too. You know, God's love for us is is crazy. It's crazy. He put Adam in the garden. And if, and if he lived like, like most of us grew up, he'd say, you had one job. That was don't eat that tree, Adam. I gave you all of my trust. I gave you everything I had. And you did this? How could you betray me like that? No, but he doesn't. He never lost sight even though Adam missed it, he didn't allow where Adam missed it to change. He wouldn't allow himself to be undone by our mistakes. He wouldn't allow what we don't see to change what he sees. He says, okay, you've, you, you've died now, but you need to live. So I'm going to give my son so that he can die so that you can live because you are my son. You know, Jesus died because we're his children. Jesus died to restore value to us, not to come and get us to heaven. Praise God, yeah, I'm going to heaven, but I'm going to live the fullness of the gospel every day. You know, God himself is not crazy, but the way he loves, however, is, is quite so. He's 
utterly unconcerned with the consequences of his actions with regard to his own safety, comfort, and well-being. His love is not crafty or slick. It's not cunning or, or shrewd. In fact, all things considered, it's quite childlike. And might I even suggest it's downright ridiculous. So I encourage you today, friends, to become what you, what you were bought to be, and that's love. Anybody that you've got problems with, anybody that you've got unforgiveness in your heart towards or a grudge you're holding on to, I just encourage you today to lay it all down. Forgive them as Jesus forgave you. And to come out of that bondage and to die to yourself and to wake up tomorrow and just be this. Just wake up tomorrow and be a son or be a daughter of God. That's it. Nothing more, nothing less. Because when we complicate it, we make it hard. But the gospel's simple. I love you guys. I hope to see you next week. God bless you.